long one this time yeah it was just uh, our schedules have been retarded well it is that time of year well you've had you were everywhere everywhere yeah you were in new york for almost a week i was in new york for a week then i went straight from there to iowa then to springfield and i've been back here but it's just been it's the start of concert season yeah so you're in concert knee deep in concert season I'm, which usually isn't a problem because usually we're not still playing hockey this yeah, time. Yeah, so normally you're like, oh, at least I get to have concert season to fill the void. And right now it's like, well, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, know? I'm not complaining much because you got to watch which game? I watched New Game York, Seven in New York. New York. So yeah, you watched Game Seven in New York at a... a place called Foley's. Which, uh, if anyone listening is in New York or ever has to go to New York, there's a there's a great bar on 33rd. Right across the street from the Empire State Building called Foley's, that um, they're actually a St. Louis Cardinals bar, and they're by nature a Pittsburgh Penguins bar. Okay. But since there's no bl- official Blues bar in New York City, they've kind of adopted the Blues during this playoff run, and so I hit them up on social media the uh, day of Game Seven versus Dallas and said, "Hey, are you going to be showing the game?" So I'd like to play, uh, go to a place to watch it where there's going to be audio and stuff like that. And they hit me back immediately and said, yep, big screen, the whole thing. And you walk in, and it's like walking into any place down on the landing or in U-City or, uh, or anything like that, or even Soulard, really, because it's just a little neighborhood bar and grill, and there's blue stuff all over the walls, cardinal stuff all over the walls. It was really cool. That's awesome. So, so we have good news again on this podcast. Yeah. So we're gonna we're a little super not super yeah we're behind but whatever doesn't it feel like that series with Dallas was like four years ago yeah and it's really only been a week and a half yeah yeah it wrapped up on at the date right in front of me it wrapped up on May 11th God it seems like forever ago and we're recording on the 22nd so about 11 days ago it just wrapped up so not even two weeks ago but it seems like it's been so long ago. So once again, the Blues, they so recap, Blues get through Chicago in seven games. So they mm-hmm. move on to the, now the number one seed. So Number one seed in the West. West. So very, mind you, we we're only two points behind Dallas. Right. So it wasn't, we're not, so it's not like you're talking a massive difference here. No, and it, it's a team that. Maybe like in the 80s or 90s when you had like a disparity. Yeah, oh yeah. Really kind of second place, maybe 10 points behind yep. or whatever it is. And you think, I mean, going into this series, the Blues were 4-1 and one against Dallas during the regular season. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think two of those three wins or three of those four wins three were in overtime. Three shootouts. Uh, including that massive 11-round shootout in St. Louis that I, I was at. They both were at that. You were at different spots. Yeah. Um, so you had to feel good about the Blues' chances going into the series against Dallas, even though we didn't have home ice. Yeah. So so the Blues apparently didn't need home ice on this one because they played better away, which That's is the, the truth. part. So game one, they mind you, I go with it's a little coming down off a very emotional high of beating Chicago. It was, what, three days after? Uh, let's see. Day, day, yes. the 20, We finished up on the 29th, and then no two days. No, 30, no two days, because we finished it on the 29th. Then Sunday. No, sorry, four days. I'm looking at the wrong date. Four days. 
So Monday when we played on Friday. Got it. So we lose two to one in Dallas, but the Blues pretty much played awful. Me and you. Oh, they were this. terrible. I mean, you're watching this, and we were getting just super frustrated. And Shattenkirk ties it up with about uh, about eight minutes left. Yep. But unfortunately, the Blues give it up with about four minutes left. Yeah. Off a rush play and uh, defensive coverage broke breakdown. I think Bo Meester left. Uh, I think that was yeah. I think yeah. He left the uh, oh, that rebounds. My yeah. Elliott was playing amazing that game. Yeah, he I, you know, and that's the thing about these playoffs is, and I've made no secret about the fact that I'm not really a Brian Elliott guy. I don't hate him, but I've never really thought he is the guy. But yet again, uh, in the Chicago round, as as we go through this Dallas round, it becomes apparent that Brian Elliott is keeping us in games, Mm -hmm. and in some cases, stealing games for the Blues. Yeah, which has helped out. So I got some thoughts on him as uh, we'll progress into this series, and obviously, spoiler, in the next series. So... Game two rolls around. Blues come out like gangbusters. Three to one, playing extremely well. Yep. Unfortunately, can't hold the lead. It's tied up late in the third. It's been a reoccurring theme for the Blues this entire postseason. To go into, I call it a cover two. Well, they go, yeah, they go into prevent. Yeah, prevent defense. And, and uh, back and hopefully, yeah. Block and you can't do that, clear. man, especially not in the playoffs. And, you know, the old phrases are the two goal leads, the worst lead in hockey. But it's the, the bigger problem is that it seems like this team always wants to build a lead and then sit back. And you can't do that in hockey, be it September or October, and you certainly can't do that in May. Uh, and it came back to bite him in the ass again because I think, what, Dallas tied it up with two minutes left? About two minutes left, yep. And we go to overtime. And David Backus with his second overtime winner of the playoffs. On his birthday. On his birthday on top of that for a 4-3 to three win. The Blues come back home 1-1. One to one, pretty much Which is what, what you needed. Pretty much what you always want when you go to another town. At yep. least split. I mean, the Blues, you know, during the Chicago series took two. Right. You know, but then took a while to close it out. But, but they also, you know, each time they've gone on the road early in the series, be it games one and two or games three and four in case of Chicago, they've done what they needed to do, which is get that split. Yeah, because you know they they lost home ice against Chicago when they lost Game Two. They got it back when they won Game Three. Well, they stole home ice from Dallas by winning Game Two. So now you have a team coming home for Games Three and Four. They've got their split. They have home ice. It's now on Dallas to win a game in St. Louis. Yep. And so they come back, and then Kari Letton and me plays like Kari Letton finally. Yeah. And there's a sieve. In game oh three. boy. And actually, not, and Niemi wasn't much better. Nope. Uh, what was the meme? Three, three goals on five shots. Yeah. What was the meme that was going around after that? It was the picture of the two of them. Uh, this is what time is it? Uh, six, six past two. two. Yeah. yeah. So it was pretty good. You know, and this was the game that, and we've seen one of these now in each series, and as we've said again, spoiler, spoiler alert for the Western Conference Final, the Blues have shown at, at least once in each series so far that they have the ability to blow the doors off of any team they face. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we progress in this series against Dallas, what becomes very apparent is that the Blues are a better team, but if they let their foot off the gas for one minute, Dallas will put it in the back of the net. Yep, and that's what happened, unfortunately. Dallas uh, comes back in the next game. Wins an overtime of a Cody Eakin shot, which was an awesome shot. It was a great place shot. I still think Elliott should have had it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, that was a marksman shot. I mean, it was over his shoulder, under the crossbar, short side. Um, 
But again, another case of, the, uh, of a game where the Blues should have had that. This is the second series in a row where you can make the argument that the Blues should have swept their opponent. Yeah, they they should have swept Chicago had it not been for that offsides call, mm-hmm. and they were two overtime or they were a, a horrible performance in Game One and an overtime away from sweeping Dallas. Yeah, so I mean, they, overall, you can't really complain on how they were playing to no. a degree. But so they have the split so far. Um, they're heading back to Dallas, and you're a little worried as a Blues fan. A little bit because you know, you know even though they've played well, you know we've had some bounces that have gone our sure. way. It wasn't great, but also there's something you know, sometimes where they, like you said, they let their foot off the gas, and Dallas scores two goals in like what 24 seconds. You know, yeah, so you're sitting there like, well, what am I going to do here? And Blues come out and play extremely strong in Game Five. Played great, four to one. Yep. Again, a fairly dominating performance. Yeah, where it looked like Dallas didn't even have a chance to. Yeah, and this, mind you, this time we're also holding Jamie Ben to one goal right now. Yeah, yeah, one goal. much like we did with Patrick Kane. Yeah, and then also Spezza this time I believe does not have a goal yet. He scores later in the series. Huh. Yeah, he does. He scores a couple later in the series, but right now he's at zero. Yeah, uh, the Blues go back to St. Louis. You're extremely excited. We got games uh, and a chance to close six, them out. Game close them out. Doesn't happen. That was the two goals in twenty four seconds. You know, it was three to two. What worried me about this game was, and I don't remember if I had had the conversation with you or I, who I had it with, but the thing that I've noticed about Brian Elliott this series is that he goes down real quick when mm-hmm. shots come in, phrasing. and I know that's yes, okay. a phrasing, but also it, it's his style. He plays very deep in the net and he drops down and. I've I've been saying forever that man, if people would realize that you need to shoot high on Brian Elliott, we're in a world of hurt. Yeah, and that is exactly say. what Dallas did in Game Six. If you look at those three goals, all three of them right. were high, and they were goals that you can make. An he should have had an argument that two. I believe two of the three were for sure. I was like yeah. one beat him to the glove side on the partial break on the left side, and he just missed it with his glove. So you're a little bit like okay, but he's kept us in it, so you know. Yep, we'll we'll hang with them. So they go to Game Seven in Dallas. Blues fans, I deep down, honestly, and this is not, I had this weird calmness throughout the day. Yeah, like I was the Dallas the Chicago game, I was a wreck. Oh yeah, me too. And during the game, a wreck. But when it comes time for this game, I was like, I think we got this. And then this was a night in St. Louis. We had like massive storms, so we lost. I heard most, about that. Most of the you guys lost almost the whole third whole period, whole right? Period, yeah. Oh. So um, thank God the game was over by then. Yeah, we had a. I was at a bar out in Maryland Heights, and uh, by that time I was, it was like five. It was five nothing. Five nothing at the end of two, and uh, we turned on and listened to Kerber's call, which was great. So right, we had Kerber's Kerber so Chase. good. We had Kerber and Chase the whole time, so it was nice listening to that. And actually, when we got the feedback. They didn't turn on NBC back on. They just had the feed up, and they left the Kerber and Chase on. Oh, so they were awesome. Like, they were like two seconds ahead, sort of, so it was a little off, but uh, still well worth it. And the Blues wind up dominating. Just a, a phrase that I like to use every now and again is they kicked Dallas's dicks in. Yeah. And like, they was, just punished them. And Kari Lettinen played like Kari Lettinen finally yep, in, yep. in a pressure game. And, and again, we saw the Blues again get a goal, a goal pulled back for offsides. Yes. That was, so we're averaging one a series. Yep. We and, damn near had one the other night, too. Yep. From what I heard. Like, we'll get into that. Um, but, you know, I wasn't as nervous as I was against Chicago. What scared me was... Which team was going to show up. Which team's going to show up. Mm-hmm. And 
does Dallas remember shoot high on on Brian Elliott? Brian Elliott stood on his head in this game. There were a couple of saves, like the one where he didn't have a stick, and I think it was was it Spezza or Sharp shoveled it in sharp, front, sharp, yeah. and he just got his toe on it. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of things like that, much like when Chicago hit the double post in their game seven against us, where you just kind of go, we're going to win this game. Yeah, so Elliot just, you know, luckily the Blues came out, and Stasny, the Stasny, Brower, and Fabry line had a game. That series, much like I think Troy Brower earned – the respect of fans and earned his paycheck in the Chicago series. Paul Stasny has finally become the Paul Stasny we wanted in this Dallas series. That dude was everywhere. He was making plays. He was scoring goals. He's exactly who we've wanted him to be since the day we signed him as a free agent. Yeah. So I think he and, and Fabry and Brower are amazing together. Yeah. And, uh, Fabry, you know, set, winds up setting a rookie record for points for a uh, blue yeah. in the playoffs, which is fantastic. So all three of those dudes into game seven with the goal and an assist. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So a total, I think a total actually nine points that game. That's insane. Which uh, is crazy. So the blues beat Dallas and they have to wait for their opponent. So the next night, uh, da- uh, excuse me, San Jose and Nashville play. Yep. I was, you know, as I, I wanted like, Nashville to win. I wanted Nashville just a for the uh, storyline. I th- I wanted it for the storyline, and I thought that it would help the Blues Confidence. in regards to shorter travel. Yeah, you got travel would be, you know, what was that? Flight wise, is it's like an hour. hour flight. Yeah, and you're not changing time zones. Yeah, it's right it's nothing. So you're excited for the, that, but then unfortunately, San Jose, like you said, kicked their kicked dick their dicks in. So and they wind up being six to one, and they're. Uh, Game seven, they played at San Jose. So, Blues go against San Jose. But the Blues have home ice through the rest of the way of the playoffs. So, yeah, they are now the top seed left in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, even if they get all the way to the Stanley Cup finals, no matter who wins that series, yeah, we have it still. Which, which you look at it this way, not that it's meant anything, because through the first two rounds, we haven't been stellar at home. Correct. The Blues essentially now don't – they could not – they could legitimately not even go to any of the away games and just win home games and win the Stanley Cup. Yep. Which they we, could be like, we'll forfeit every away game. Yeah, if they wanted to. Mind you, they played Mindly, yeah. They shouldn't do that because, if anything, everyone should start showing up to Scott Trade in the opposition's colors, Maybe and we should better. make the team sleep at hotels. Yeah, which they apparently they're doing already, from what I heard. Really? That that day of the game, like, they're... Got it. They go to all check into a hotel and team bonding or whatever you want to call it. All right. So, Blues get to play San Jose Sharks in, you know, another... Which been a tough regular season series. Yeah. The they, Sharks won 2-1. to one, Yeah, we won but, the last one, but we did not have somebody kind of major in every game. Right. And Steen won game, Petrangelo another game. And, and ironically enough, the road team won all three games. Yeah, which is crazy. So, the last game was when uh, Elliott, during that shutout streak he had of uh, yeah. four games, I think it was, or yep. four or five games. Yeah, Allen had won, and then... Yeah. He had three, I believe. So, anyway. Uh, Blues play San Jose. First game, Blues playing terrible. Blues were playing bad. San Jose wasn't much better. Uh, it was a very physical game, and it was one of those where you got the feeling that the teams were kind of feeling each other out, but neither team was really on their A game. Yeah, so luckily the Blues get a goal from uh, Laterra. About halfway through the second, off of kind of rush on the wing, and he just kind of he said he closed his eyes and shot it, 
And do it more often if that's what you do. Just took a slap shot and just right underneath the arm of uh, Martin Jones. Which Jones should have had that. Yeah, at the end of the day. So, But, I mean, again, that's that's where they play the game. And strange goals count just as much as the pretty ones do. And, you know, the Blues get a win, which was it the prettiest of wins? Nope. But that doesn't they don't mark that on the Stanley Cup, how many of your wins were nice and how many you, you gritted out. They're just Ws. So the Blues take a one nothing lead in this series. Um, you can't feel real good about the W because they played crappy. You definitely stole a game. But I, I think that as a Blues fan, I, I remember thinking, you know what? We really did not play our best game, and we still won this game. Yeah. We should be okay. Yeah, and just like when we lose a game by a goal, like I always feel like we didn't play our best game, and we only lost by a goal. Right. So it kind of feels both ways. That right. You can play bad and just barely lose or play bad and barely win. You still kind of have that, okay, we're okay. Did you get to watch the Showtime uh, series that debuted this past Friday? Not yet. Okay. I'm going to YouTube it eventually. There is a fantastic part of the show when they get to game one, and there's the exchange between Bacchus and Thornton where Bacchus has got a hold of his beard. Yeah. And uh, they follow Bacchus back to the bench, and Bacchus was mic'd for sound. And he just <laughs> sits down and goes, man, that guy is a waste of a human being. <laughs> and it's true, man. Like there are, there are two people on that team that I just despise, and it's Joe Thornton and Brent Burns. Yeah. I hate them both. I just think they're both giant douches. And you can't start growing your playoff beer in September. Yeah, they both look ridiculous. And they're like, oh, look at us. We're cool and have, you know, Duck Dynasty beards. And no, you're not cool. Is, the show is very old and not popular anymore. Correct. So, But, yeah, I mean, again, back to the game. The, the Blues steal game one, but it's still a W. Yeah. So you go into game two, you're like, all right, just play a little better. Lock it down. Right. Did not do any of that. Didn't do a damn bit of that. And thanks for wasting 113 of my dollars, St. Yeah, Louis Blues. You got to go to that game. Oh, that yeah, was you felt terrible. Man. I text you. I'm like, can you ask for a refund? Go to the thing. It's like, can I get a refund oh, for this game? At least I got a Pareko towel. Yeah. Still looking for a Fabry towel. Definitely want a Fabry Anybody towel. out there wants to send Chris a Fabry yep, towel? If you want please. to trade me your Fabry towel for a Pareko towel, I'll do it. Uh, DM uh, Chris or myself yeah. on Twitter. So, Holla at your boy. Yeah. For sure. So the Blues wind up getting smoked for nothing. Yeah, it, there is nothing you can look at in that game that was as, positive. As that was positive. Like and, nothing. And, my, and, and this is how I thought about the game after us not even being remotely pissed about it, which is kind of weird for me. Yeah. I kind of said, you know what? Toss it out. Absolutely. Just focus on the rest of the series. Yep. You're good to go. Every team is going to have a stinker in the playoffs. And, and finally had it. It took two rounds, which normally we have. Would, and that's fine. Round. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, you know, you're going to have a stinker. That's fine. Wash it off. Because, yeah. I mean, I sat there, and it was like watching someone pull all the air out of a, out of an arena. Because there's really nobody you can point to up and down that roster that had a good game. Yeah. Brian Elliott. The defense was bad. The forwards were bad. Yeah, yeah. Brian Elliott was we three just goals looked, and 18 shots. We looked so slow. And, you know, you and I talked, and I, people want to throw out the, oh, well, you know, they're tired. Dude, they've only played two more games in San Jose. Yeah. Two. Then somebody tried to make the argument on Twitter about that. That it's like, well, they're both the two series from the Blues play compared to the two series San Jose played were more emotional and harder on them. They the San Jose Sharks took out the LA Kings, who that is their Chicago Blackhawks. And then Nashville is no slouch. No. Just I think it's I think you minus 
Nashville doesn't have the, quote, speed that Dallas has, you're pretty much looking at the same path. Keep in mind, you're talking about a Nashville Predators team that took out the Anaheim Ducks. Yes, that is a, was expected by a lot of people to go far or even right. win the Cup or even win the West. Yeah, so, so you know, you can't, you can't discount who the team has played. If anything, the San Jose Sharks taking out the LA Kings should have been a wake-up call. It got my attention oh, yeah. for sure. In five games, right? Not seven five, games. Yeah. Five, yeah. And games. really, damn near four. And they, yeah, because the, they had a they had a goal called back, I believe. Yep. And they won L A won in overtime. Yeah. And then when they won Game Five, it was like four. It was like four one or four nothing. It was just like a complete yep. ass kicking. Yeah. So this is not the Sharks team of old. Yeah. This is not the team that, that the Blues beat in five games back in two thousand eight or I'm sorry two thousand twelve. Yeah. Uh, you know it, this is this is a team that is just as hungry to vanquish the ghosts and demons as the St Louis Blues are. You know, remember before the St. Louis Blues were the team that couldn't get over the hump, it was the San Jose Sharks. Just like the hockey news called us, like I guess, like we were the, we were the, called the, Sharks two point Yeah, the new Sharks, the new San Jose Sharks, it was just like so, a team that couldn't get that far that should have basically. Yeah, and you look at this series, and you better believe that both of these teams realize who their opponent is, and you know whoever wins this series, honestly, you know. Everything is 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 good, and all the past sins are no more. Whoever loses this series, it's just another notch on the God we can't get over the hump. Yeah, we're so far, and then there's the most they've had. They've been to two out of the last four conference finals. Uh, I know four since two thousand four. Maybe that's what it is. So, yeah, but still, that's still you know. I mean, Blues there. haven't done that. Yeah, so I mean, and uh, so let's get into game three. Pretty much the same as Game Two, right? Just revisit Game Two, but put it on the West Coast. Yeah, and and Brian Elliott. This is the game where I'm like, this is where he comes crashing down. Yeah, three goals on 13 shots. Yep, it uh, was a bad performance. It was bad, and uh, so I'm going to get into this, and people might disagree. I'm actually like Brian Elliott. He's a good goalie. I agree. He's a very, but he's a two goalie system goal, goalie to me. I don't think he's a sixty plus game guy. He can have very long stretches, which he has. Yes, a very very good play where you can carry a team, but eventually he gets to a point he hits where that wall. There's something mental, physical, whatever, and he just like can't stop a yeah. beach ball. And you're just like, where was the Brian Elliott from a week ago? Where you were like standing on your head against. Right. Dallas or staying on your head two weeks ago or three weeks ago in Chicago you're staying on your head and then you know, now you can't you're letting shots that from like you know just inside the blue line where guys coming in and it just beats you and you're just looking around like I what think the hell? we saw this in the regular season what it's happening I mean I don't have exact things light out in front of me but if any Blues fan kind of remembers like it's kind of happened every time where, it, it, it definitely has but you look at this season in the regular season you know this was. This was Jake Allen's team to start the, the year. Mm-hmm. And then Jake goes down and gets hurt. And Brian Elliott goes on a great run. And then Brian Elliott gets hurt. Then the day that him. Allen comes back. Which is... So then Allen comes back. He's doing real good. Doing real good. And then the wheels fall off. Yeah. So you put Brian Elliott back in. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing. I think both Elliott and Allen are the same type of guy. They need that break to recharge their battery. Yeah. You know, they're really, really good up into the point where it gets to low battery for them and there's no gradual taper off. It's, I'm going to shut you out, I'm going to shut you out, I'm going to shut you out, I'm going to let in six. Yeah. And I think we've just hit that point with Elliot. And that's not a knock on Elliot. I think that Hitch did the right thing 
going into game four and giving him a day off. Yeah. I think that he needs it to recharge his battery, and I think that the team needed some sort of a shakeup. And he had already tried switching lines, putting different people in. Yeah, some crazy combinations. And that didn't do it. So, you know, you, you get ready to go into game four. Jake Allen's your goalie. Immediately, all of the Brian Elliott conspiracy theory people come popping out. Oh, it's, it's just Hitch trying to screw with Elliott again. Yeah. No, man, you got to win a hockey game. You got to do what you, you do. You have to win game four. And mind you, we skipped over gloss over this for game three because it was such a bad performance. The fourth line had the best uh, performance out of the three lines. Yep. A completely different fourth line. You're talking uh, Scotty Upshaw is, uh, I believe, I've heard dislocated thumb from different. That's people. what I heard too. So he is, but he is apparently ready now. If 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 he needed to come in, right for after game four, but he is out at, during this point. So you have Dimitri Askin coming in, and then Steve Ott has been pulled out, and so is Ryan. And Ryan Reeves is not in, yep. and Magnus Payarvi. Magnus Payarvi. Magnus FMPRV. Like, and if you look at the Blues record, it's barely a 500 record with him in the thing. Yep. So, of and course. Kyle Brostiak. And Kyle Brostiak. You're sitting there like, what? You're just like, oh, I get it. The speed factor to kind of offset everything. But sure. part, of you is like, part of me is like. Why are these dudes playing? And uh, we'll get into the Reeves thing when we preview the rest sure. of the Shark Series after the little break. But, um, so we go into game four and. I did not watch Game Four because, well, two reasons. One, I had to chauffeur my daughter around to a sleepover and such, and do some, and we're going out with some friends. And I was tired of the last two games, and I tried in my head: if I don't watch the game, the Blues are going to play better. That's how. All right, that's, well, how, that's how it works in here. It worked, and it worked, and the Blues come out like gangbusters. They did. Uh, I got to watch every minute of this game backstage at Point Fest. My one request was: you better have the damn game on somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and it worked out. So. Which worked out great. Uh, I missed the first goal because NBC lost their feed for five minutes in the middle of the first. So I missed the uh, the Brower goal that started the uh, scoring, which, you know, my first thought going into game four was, no, let's go baby steps. Let's just get a goal. Get a goal early. Get the monkey off our back. Yeah. And then we'll worry about the rest of the game. Yeah, about seven minutes in, Brower gets a power play goal. Which is a great goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you turn around again and – the fourth line starts to take over, mm-hmm. which there's two goals in particular. First is the uh, the uh, Brosniak goal, which was actually second, the, fourth the, second, the fourth goal. Fourth goal, his second goal, uh, where Payarvi it's leveled, gets leveled, but keeps the puck in, but keeps the puck in, and between him and Yaskin have a great back and forth play. Payarvi circle was a pay. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Yaskin, Yaskin circles hurdles. behind the goal and finds Brosniak out in front. So between that, let's go back. So Brower scores the goal. Um, you now have a line that at one point I saw uh, Robbie Fabry and Tarasenko on the wings with Laterra in front in the, yep. in the middle. Uh, Robbie Fabry was buzzing around the goal all night uh, last night. Yeah, couldn't put one in, but was hitting posts. An amazing save also by mm-hmm. uh, Martin Jones on the second goal. It led to the goal off the rebound for Laterra yep. for the second goal. But amazing save where. I, you, I saw their highlight. You're like, if I was watching that, I would have just lost my... You look at Fabry, and Fabry thinks it goes in. Because yeah, he, he spins around behind the goal yeah. and gets ready to put his hands up. Um, but, you know, a lucky bounce for the Blues. One of the few lucky bounces we've had all series, that rebound goes right to Laterra, three feet in front of the crease, and he just puts it over the goalie, and it's 2 nothing Blues. Yeah, so moving forward. So, to get, so a shorthanded goal, uh, two-on-one. We do, and this is where... You you start to see the wheels fall off San Jose mm-hmm. because they start to panic a little bit, and 
they get overly aggressive on this power play. A power play that going into this series was at 40%. Yes. And had only scored two power play goals through the first three games against St. Louis. So they're moving everybody in deep on this power play. And uh, Schwartz gets a stick in the lane, knocks the stick to center, and springs himself and Kyle Brosniak on a two-on-one shorthanded. Now, Schwartz passes it to Brosniak, and my first thought is, why are you passing it to a fourth-line guy who hasn't played hockey in forever? But Brosniak puts the perfect shot over Jones' shoulder, uh, yeah, Jones stick shoulder, into the far corner of the net, and it's 3 nothing Blues on a fantastic shorthanded break. And that was their second two-on-one yeah, shorthanded. Yeah, had right before that. Yeah, they had two two-on-one shorthanded in that, in that series. And uh, it was great to see them finally convert on one. And now you have to think San Jose is really starting to reel themselves. Uh, we go back to the fourth goal, which we already discussed, which was not too long after that. Mm-hmm. You go into the second intermission up 4 nothing, And you're feeling good. But you're also, in the, at least in the back of my mind, going, this is a San Jose team. That can put them up. That can put them up quick. And they're going to come out, and even if they're going to concede game four to us, they're going to come out looking for blood. Yeah, which sort which of happened. They we'll did. Into. They did both of them. Uh, the big thing to take out of the second period was that David Backus comes back out for the second and sits on the bench, but never leaves the bench. Yeah. Doesn't play a single series. Yeah. Uh, repeats process in, in, in during the third. He's on the bench. Doesn't play. And also, Robbie Fabry is on the bench in the third period. Correct. Does not play. Correct. Or has maybe a shift, I think. Right. So, two forwards down in the third period. Yeah. So, the third period starts. One, one minute into the third, the Sharks get on the board. It's a great goal. You can't fault Jake Allen. Uh, Thornton throws one to uh, the far side of the goal across the crease as um, Pavelski, Pavelski is, is skating in. And it's a perfect one time tip in. Uh, and just like that, it's four to one. So again, it's a three goal lead, but we still have 19 minutes of hockey left to yeah, play. So you're thinking like, uh oh, here we go. Like you start thinking, tighten it up, Blues, tighten it up, tighten and it up. Kind of like it was a little uh, hectic there for a while, but the puck winds, winds up coming to center. Yep. And then a hook, I believe it was a hooking penalty. Yes. Happens in San Jose. So we get a power play. Seven seconds into the power play, uh, a great blast from Steen at the point. Goes through traffic, hits Brower, who deflects it in. Which was an awesome play because he's going away from the shot. Like yeah. He's going the opposite way and cut, stuck his stick out, which yep. changes direction. Goes And by this time, James Reimer is in net. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, they did. The Sharks After did the pull. the third goal was the third or fourth? Fourth. Fourth. So he's yeah. in goal for the third uh, third period. And the puck's going to the right side of the net, and Brower's tip literally makes it go completely on the other side. Yep. Reimer already committed and had no chance. Yep. So 5-1. So 5-1. The Blues have their lead back. Uh, and that stands for a few more minutes, but then again, the Sharks keep pounding away and pounding away and make it 5-2. And then part of me was, on for this one, did you see in front of the net, I don't know who it was in there, it was Tierney, I believe? Yeah. So, like, doesn't he, like, w- without anybody hitting him, a defenseman was, I think Pareko was next to him but did not touch him, Kind of hits Jake Allen's stick and spins Jake Allen to the front of the net, and the puck goes off his back and in the goal. Yeah, he and does. Even after the um, game, 
Hitch even said he's not concerned about it. So he, Jake, he, he's convinced Jake Allen had one goal, which was the first goal. He said the second one was blatant interference, which why didn't you challenge it then? Yeah, and the third one was an own goal. It was an own goal that uh, Joel Edmondson put in. So you're sitting there like, I was sitting there like, well, if you threw it as a blatant interference, why didn't you challenge it? But part of me is like, is it sportsmanship that you're worried about? Probably, I would say probably because it was five like, one. It was five one, and that made five two with what was about what, five. It was like seven minutes. About left seven left. minutes left in so the you're game. Sitting there like, well, there's still enough time. But the well, and here's time, the thing: is right after they score that second goal, uh, I believe it's Laterra. I could be wrong. Somebody from the Blues gets a cross checking. No, sorry, gets a tripping call. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the Sharks score to make it five two, and then within like a minute. Go on the power play. Yeah, so you're sitting there. And like, so I'm sitting there going, oh, man. At some point in time, this power play is going to get it together. Mm-hmm. The Blues kill it off. They don't do it with, easily. With, 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 like, I think it was, it was a lot of, lot of shots. I think it was like two really good shots. But after that, it was just pretty much a lot of block shots. And yes. It. So it was still a yeah. pretty decent kill. They didn't make it easy. Again, They this team seems to have an extraordinarily hard time clearing the zone, but they kill the penalty off. So with about five minutes left in the game, the Sharks pull their goalie. And they they gain the zone in St. Louis, and in what can only be called a sheer luck bounce and roll, uh, Petro grabs the puck at about his own dot, and in one motion just turns and fires it down the ice. It hits a stanchion. Yep, and just starts rolling and curls left and goes right into the goal, right against the back bar, and it's 6-2. Yeah. So you think now, all right, we're locked up, we're good to go. Nah, because about 30 seconds later, San Jose, sorry, Joel Edmondson <laughs> yeah. puts one in his own goal, and it's now 6-3. He was actually back in because he was out for game three. Yeah. Uh, Bortuzzo was in. So game four, they went back to Edmondson, so, yep. which I thought that was – I think it was a good move. As much as – I think there was a couple goals in game three that Pareko – that the first goal, Pareko went to the wrong guy. Agreed. Which, I think our defense as a whole has greatly underperformed in the series. Yeah, I think they could be. I think Petrangelo is still playing extremely well. Yeah, I think Bowmeister has been hot and cold. You could have one play same where, with Shattenkirk. Yeah, same with Pareko. Same with Gunnarsson. Same with Edmondson. Yeah, so there's been really good plays. Like man, an awesome play. Bring but when they're bad, they're bad. And then when something bad happens, it's really really bad. Yeah. So two two. So let's uh, take a small little break here, and then we'll preview the rest of this uh, series. Sounds good. It wasn't pretty, but we got done what we needed to get done, yeah. which was get home ice advantage back. Uh, you know, had you told, had we been doing this show before game four, I think you and I would have a much different attitude than we do today. Yeah. Uh, game two and three were so ugly yeah. that I was prepared for this to be over in five. Yeah. Because there we, was we talked, nothing. We talked via text and I said, we were trying to figure out a schedule to record. Yeah. And then, uh, Originally was talking about Thursday for the game uh, three, yeah. But luckily, both our schedules just didn't just couldn't make it work where it would have been feasible for either of us, right? But, so we're kind of happy that it didn't work out that way. That we're yeah, it, it did. Way. You know, I mean, in a perfect world, you would have liked to see the Blues take game three, and then and then hopefully, if, take and then game, game four. four if you get it great, if not, whatever. 
uh, you know, the heat was on St. Louis. And as they've done this entire postseason, uh, they've answered the bell. And they, they've picked themselves up off the mat and delivered a, a strong punch. So now we have a best of three series. Yep, and a couple couple of news and notes we'll go with for that one. So obviously, uh, game four, which we kind of sort of didn't really mention, unfortunately, Jake Allen's in net. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, Jake Allen starts game four. And for has the a pretty good game. Great game, yeah, and he makes I, the saves he has to make. Uh, you know, it's what he brings to this team. And Hitchcock mentioned it: is he is much better handling the puck. Than Brian Elliott. And which helped a lot of the ice off from the highlights. It helps them clear the zone. Yeah. It helps in transition. It helps the break. You know, I it, to the point where we have a friend who he follows hockey, but I don't think he's as versed in the players and what each one brings. Yeah. And he just did not understand why? why we were starting Jake Allen. And I went so far as to say, dude, I'll tell you right now why. I explained what we just said, and I said, I'm telling you, it will not surprise me if Jake Allen gets an assist in this game during a power play because he will shoot the stretch pass out himself. Or he will like start the play that at least leads to the game. Yes, and he did that a few times. Yeah, where it led to a scoring chance at least. And and the thing that he does better, uh, even when he's not starting the offense, and you saw that if you watch the highlights of Game 4, is when the Sharks would dump that puck in, Allen would go back and get it and not wait for the players to come to him to get it. He would push that puck out and start the transition so that it wasn't letting those waves of Sharks players come in and collapse in on you. And they couldn't set up their forecheck. We were already past them before they could set it up. Yeah, so which was nice to see. So, like I said, best of three now. Blues, it's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If needed. If needed for uh, one of those Friday. Um yeah, hectic week for myself at least. Yep. I am in the process of moving. Yeah. So it's going to be, and unfortunately, with me not watching last game, like I said, in my head, I sure. can't watch anymore. Well, well look, at least I think it's one of those things where I'll keep track of it. I'll definitely be like on Twitter following it. Sure. But I might not, because honestly, what I did when we picked up my daughter, I like watched it and literally forty five seconds of watching it and talking to the other dad there. Shark score. No. So I sat there and I said. F it, I'm on. I, I literally on. like, I literally like, I watch it, and I saw the in the Brower score. So I'm like, okay. And then they had another goal. So I'm like, ah, it's two to one. I better get out of here. Yeah. But anyway, we, you know, in my head, like, I dude, I get it. Works. You're talking to a man who's had blue fingernails for three weeks. I get yeah, it. But hey, like we say, you do what you got to do. Um, As a borrow blues old slogan, whatever it takes. Yes. I, you know, I, I look at game five. As a must-win for St. Louis, yep. More so for San, Ho- more so than really for San Jose. Um, San Jose until last game was undefeated at home. They were, yeah, they were, they were six and zero oh going yep. into that uh, game. I, I think that the way this series has been, I'm not sure that this thing goes seven games. I really think that whoever wins game five wins this thing in six. Mm-hmm, I think so? I could be wrong. I could very easily be wrong. And hell, man, Troy Brower does nothing but play in game sevens, apparently. So yeah. this thing could go seven easily. Uh, but I think the Blues have a much better chance of winning five and seven than they do of winning six and seven. Yeah, I agree. Um you know, I know that the Sharks have won two games. The Sharks won two games in a row in this series, but this series just feels like it's going to be trading punches. Yeah, and I'm looking at this series as a fresh start now, not a two-two series, but a zero-zero best of three. Um, 
and I like our chances going in to San Jose with a we can close them out game yeah. as opposed to we have to win to stay alive game. So also some news that came out uh, as right before we started recording. I don't know if you saw the alert. No. But Hitchcock has announced Jake Allen is staying in net. Okay. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, look, I talked about this with some guys last night that I don't think that you're going to see the full move away from Brian Elliott. No. But it sure seems like Jake Allen is the better suited goalie to help them get past San Jose. Yeah, for right now, with the forecheck and the speed yes. and everything, I think that's what you got to do. And I, I think if you're Ken Hitchcock, you go to Brian and go, you've gotten us this far. We are not discounting you. You are not out of this lineup. But if we're going if we're going to make a run, I think you have you have to play the hot hand. Yeah. And you know, again, if Jake Allen goes in Monday and looks like dog crap, yeah, or a dog's barking, whatever. Yeah, then you know you you pull the plug on him quick and you put Elliot back in, but uh, you know the Sharks didn't look like they knew what to do with Jake Allen. And it was uh, it was interesting to see like they kind of yeah I'll flat out say they kind of gooned it up like when Burns hit when Tarasenko's in the crease and flat out oh like, yeah hit him in the ribs him in the ribs and then just like when Brendan Dillon who is they're Ryan Reeves type guy. Yeah. Goes to picks a fight with freaking Carl Gunnarsson. Yeah. And Gunner and Gunnarsson held his own, man. I'll give him that. Until he got the uppercut. Yeah, it's like at the uppercut and went down. But it's a dude, but it's like Ryan Reeves going against uh for them, like Logan Couture. Right. You know, it's like you don't want that's just ridiculous. And they kind of I've seen a couple people who thought they gooned it up. And I thought like oh, the, they the, 100% the, bur- the, bur- the Burns up. thing I thought was that's worthy of at least a fine. Because it was the whistle went and then he flat out went across the crease and hit Tarasenko, who was, mind you, cross-checked down into the crease. Yeah. And that's what the penalty was on. Because there was a penalty on the play, and then when those whistles blown dead, and then Burns comes across the crease and blatantly cross-checks him. And the ref didn't even do anything. Who was off to the right. He might not have maybe saw it from that angle. But there's very good angles that I found on Twitter that – NHL player safety should look at. I'm not saying it's even a closer suspension worthy. No, I agree. But that's something that you can say, like, there's a $1,500 fine and it's on your record type yeah. thing. Like, I think that's something because. That dude's an asshole. Yeah. I'll just say it. I Brent Burns is a dick. Yeah. So that was just. And that, and he finally started playing like Brent Burns that I expected to, where, yeah. he's, ta- where he's like on his jock all freaking series and how great he is. He finally. How many turnovers did he have that game? Mm hmm. And it's going to happen. He slowly had a couple of the series, but he finally had that game where that's just- the thing with this team. If, if if the Blues play like they did in Game Four, the Sharks don't get set up, and Brent Burns doesn't get a chance to be the offensive Brent Burns. Yeah, he is a defensive liability. He's not a good defenseman. Mm-hmm. He is. You know who he reminds me of is a less talented uh, Petro. He's got a decent shot. And he's, he's okay defensively. He's got, he's got some speed. Yeah, but he doesn't have the defensive capabilities that Petro does. Yeah, and he will turn the puck over a lot. I'd trade. Like I'd rather have the better defensive defenseman. Hundred percent. When I'm having, when I'm looking at defensemen, like the reason why Eric Carlson and him are nominated because they put up seventy points. Yeah. Not because their defensive prowess, which nope. is which is the, it's called which best is stupid. Which I which I made the, which a lot of people argue about it, which. 
that are just talking people want to split it up. Be like, best offensive defenseman, best defensive There defense should defenseman. be. If you're going to do that, then there should be two awards. Because there's an award for the best defensive forward. Yeah. So then make one for the best offensive defenseman. Yeah, just change it up a little bit. So three games left. I kind of agree with you. I think whoever takes game five is more than likely going to have the momentum going into game six and more than likely close it out or have a very, let's put this, very good chance to close it out. I think that if San Jose wins game five, I think they won it in six. And I think the same way with the Blues. I think the Blues, because they played very well on the road. Yeah. So, and as much as game uh, three was not, you know, kind of boring, not good to watch, you figured if, a couple of those goals, it might have only been a one nothing game, and if they just need to put one in. Yeah. I mean, look. It, That's the way I looked at it. it was in like, both game two and three, Brower hits the post. Uh, twice. Twice and three. three. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing that bothers me, and we haven't talked a lot about it, is we are now four games into a series, and Tarasenko has zero points. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's been a lot of uh, memes out there with like on him on – uh, Mill cartons, cartons yeah. and stuff where he is just I tell you man something's wrong I think there is too yeah. I think there's something wrong and I don't know if it's a major thing but he just doesn't seem to be skating like Tarasenko he's had, he had a very small burst where I have a shift where you're like there's yeah. Tarasenko but then yes. you see him for like a period all yep. of a sudden he, just, he seems very timid yeah. like he doesn't go into the middle like he usually does and he's pulling up short on pucks and plays so part of me doesn't know if that's because we're finally facing a team that's like "Quote unquote physical because Chicago is more of a right. They have some guys, but more of a finesse type team. And then Dallas is definitely a finesse team over physical. So this is the first team that's like kind of rugged. So they's having up against. And Hitchcock sort of called him out on it and said that, he needs to be. Which he basically said he just needs to fight through it. Yes, pretty much what he said. He's like absolutely every great, every great players had to deal with adversity, and it's just his time to learn to deal with it, and he'll find a way. I mean, he was very complimentary about it, but also said it the way of like speaking hey, he of- needs to. Speaking of Hitchcock, mm-hmm. the one thing that I really loved coming out of that first episode of the Showtime series was it shows Hitchcock lighting the team up in between the first and second period of game one. Really? Just up their asses. Every other word is an F-bomb. Which, by the way, if you want to watch that series and you haven't, if you have young children, don't watch. <laughs> don't watch it with them in the room. Because every third word of that show is an F-bomb be it from a coach or a player or whoever. Like, it's TVMA, and it is obviously TVMA because there's a lot of salty language. That's awesome. But as a hockey fan and as a Blues fan, as a Blues fan, it makes me super excited to see them, and it gets me really amped up for this November when 24-7 starts because they also yeah, they also do too. the 24-7 Road to the Winter Classic, which, which this year on. will be Blues Blackhawks. And I'll be on Epics. This is on Showtime. Yeah, Epics is uh, more of a Epics, show nobody gets, but it right. also it's streams. A, it's and it's a subsidiary of Showtime. Okay, so that would be cool to see. So I'm looking at It's nice that the Blues are getting a lot of mainstream coverage now. So here's hoping, you know, we pull it out. For you realize that uh, with the win in Game 4, this is the furthest a Blues team has ever been in our lifetime. Correct. I've seen that in numerous places that people have said that. Even you said it to me, but then I saw it online from somebody else. Yeah. And uh that's awesome. So I mean They're two nothing... wins they're two wins away from matching the high water mark of any blues team ever. Which is and yeah, because they've not won again in the Stanley Cup Finals. So you're talking three if they get three wins, it'll be the furthest any blues team yep. is technically gone ever. Do which you is think... something obscene. It's forty nine years, which is nuts. Yeah. But anyway. Do you think that Hitchcock's job is safe now? Ooh, 
I think I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think not yet. Is do, it, do you think they say? Do you but, think they have to win the West? I think so, honestly. I think that the way the team has played, like it's diff- if the team comes out and was flat, sort of. I think you and they say he would have flat out gone. But right. They've come out and been inspired at times and played very like the game seven of Chicago was Amazing. probably the most emotionally charged game that I've like watched for me at home and watching people in the Oh yeah, and, for sure. And just, you know, me and you and some friends going back on text where we're just like, feel like you're going to throw up and you're, I almost, threw up after and, the first period and you're almost in tears and you're just so happy they won and just yeah. like, and then now they're so far and then they win game. They win the second round and you're like, okay. And like you said, you made the argument, the first two rounds, they could have swept that or lost Easily. one in five. Easily. Those, but there's just a couple little things that just went, didn't go their way. And now we're here. We're tied going into 2-2, going into game five yep. on Monday. I think to a degree, it's they'll, they'll like it'll be up to him again. Oh, I think it's ultimately going to be up to I him. I think they'll be like, if you want to come back, we'll do another year, which I think is to a degree – fine but at the same time i don't like it you know again i don't think they're going to give hitch a big contract because i don't think hitch wants a long contract i think he came out and said that i believe on tsn did an article with him and he said like in the playoffs in the chicago series yeah. somebody asked him during the press conference and he was just like you know i'm he's 60 something years old yeah so he's says like long term is not literally in my i'll tell life. you this i think that knock on wood should the blues win the cup this year I think Hitchcock rides off into the sunset. He's 100% done. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. If that I happens. think he pulls a Peyton Manning and he goes out on top. Yeah, which would, you know, no problem If they there. don't, I can see Hitchcock because you're now starting to see this team, as he's said for years, learn to win. Yeah. Now that this team is learning to win, I could see him wanting to come back and finish the job. Yeah. It'd be awesome if, you know, hopefully we can just ride off in the sunset. I prefer that storyline. Yep, I agree. But uh, but I will say this in, in, in regards to Hitchcock. If there is anyone who listens who is not a Hitchcock fan, who thinks that he's too passive, who thinks that he doesn't have any energy, you need to watch the Showtime show. Yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to watch it. Because it, it, it shows you the passion and fire that Ken Hitchcock has. When he rips into this team, and when he says they have him on the bench and things like that, and he's mic'd up, you see how much he really cares mm-hmm. and how much he wants this, not just for him, but for this team. Yeah. And it really puts Ken Hitchcock in a much better light. Yeah. I kind of want to, I really want to watch that now. So I'll probably, I'll try to figure out a way to watch that in the next uh, day or two. So one more question I'll pose to you, because it's been a, a thing that Blues fans, like we said, some Blues fans are just. I say I say short sighted, but Doomsday we'll, Preppers. I guess another controversy. We'll say the obviously the Elliot Allen controversy. Ryan Reeves mm-hmm. thoughts of putting him in the game. So, do you think people were saying well, after we lost going into Game Four, people are like, "Why are you going to put you should put Reeves in over Payarvi?" And here's my thing: as much as I'm not a Magnus Payarvi fan, and I like Reeves a lot better. What do you really think six or seven minutes of Ryan Reeves on the ice is going to do for this team? I agree. I agree. In all honesty, like I'm not, I'm not trying to, but Reeves and Payoff are two different players. Yes. That's one thing. Reeves has a role, and he does it extremely well. Yes. He's out there to be, with, after what's happened after game four, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in there due to all the shenanigans that happened. Yeah. But I just think 
you have to stick with what's working right now. I agree. I don't think you touch this lineup right now. I think you take this team that played in game four and you roll them out for game five. Yeah. Because I think that speed factor with Yaskin and Payarvi, who have fresh legs right now because they've only played – well, Payarvi hasn't played like five, probably five, six months it seems like. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they just need to uh, stick with – what they have. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I like Reeves. It's not me. I, I, dude, I love Ryan Reeves. I, and yeah, it's I not really a knock on him time for him, but I will. And I'll say this. If Ryan Reeves is in the lineup in game four, that second Brosniak goal doesn't happen. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, you know, that cycle was not, not, no. not a knock on Ryan Reeves. But no, but he just doesn't have the skill set. Cause Dimitri Yaskin, you know, was for all intents and purposes, like a second or third line guy for ever. You know, for a while, and then now he's playing this role, and he's a lot better. Um, you know, St. Louis loves their enforcers. They always have. Be it Kelly Chase, Tony Twist, Garth Butcher, Cam Jansen, Ryan Reeves. Yeah. You know, Steve on, Ott. Steve Ott on down the line. And there's a role for them. But as you get deeper into the playoffs, that role gets smaller because you start playing more skilled teams and, and teams that – are going to push you up and down the ice and fill the net. And I'm not saying that there's not a time and place for someone like that, but look at Brent Burns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brent Burns can kind of be a dirty player. Brent Burns can also put up 70 points in a season. Yep. You're not going to get that out of Steve Ott or Ryan Reeves. Yep. And that's the difference. We don't have that guy. We have a guy who can punch you in the face and knock you the F out, but they also have our skill guy on the other side. But we have a skill guy on the other side. We don't have that hybrid. Yeah. And I think it is more important in the playoffs to be skilled and fast. You rarely see fights as it is. Like the Gunner saying what our fight was more of a frustration thing yes. on their side, and they sent that guy out there to do something. And, and look, like at that point, I think if I'm Ken Hitchcock, I tell the team, do not punch back. You know they're going to goon it up. If they hit you, smile and skate backwards. Yep. Don't engage. Let them get a penalty. They're trying to draw dumb penalties. And which in game two, which Ott had a couple of dumb penalties. Yep. And Brower had a couple of dumb yep. penalties. So I think that's, a, you know, like you said, unfortunately, like you said, learn to win. So it's some things, you know, the veteran guys. Yeah. I think it's something that they just have to go through yep. to yeah, figure I, it out. Dude, I love Reeves, but I don't think that game five is the time for him. Yeah. So I think stick with what we got. Yeah. Roll with it there. So. We will probably be back after this series. Like I said, I am currently moving. Yeah, I'm not sure your schedule will go over it. I'm pretty open right now. Good. So you're still in town. So we will probably mm, – things work out, record a week from today, which will be next uh, Sunday yep. or Memorial Day weekend or Memorial Day. And let's hopefully it's a good podcast. Like not even yeah. like, like I'm talent. So, but. I mean, let's hope that the next time we talk to you, we're talking about gearing up for uh, – one last matchup. Yeah. So oh, I was going to go over highlights of our podcast and like put a bunch in there. Yeah. And then I was just like, I don't know. There's none to really go over, actually. We don't, all right. We're, 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 we're all right. All right. So we had something. We were, <laughs> Christy's like, or my wife was just like, why don't you do like a podcast? Just like favorite things that you guys have talked about. I was like, eh, you know, we didn't really do that good of a job. That's true. Yeah. We were all right. Anyway, we'll just put up pictures of half naked girls. Like we usually do. That's, that's our go to. <laughs> That's our fallback. That's our crutch. That's Skin our crutch. to win, baby. Skin to win. That's our crutch. So any women that want to know. But uh, so if you want to get a hold of the podcast, find us on Twitter 
at Blues Hockey NHL. If you're hold of Chris, it's at Hossapalooza. And uh, my personal one, which what is I don't even know what my personal one is anymore. JPM Blues Fan 21. Yes. Yeah, sounds right. And uh, also, we're on the Facebooks. We are on the Facebooks. I'm, the thing is, eventually, unfortunately, I packed it because. Because you're moving. I'm moving. The thing is, what we were going to do is, like, what you have on your other show is, like, we're going to do, like, when we record, I'm going to. Chat board? Uh, no, that's a good idea. I thought about that. But because uh, you know, but there's a lot of blues things out there. I don't think we need to add that out there. God, there's some of those be like the lounge. Yeah, so that's what I mean. That's I don't really want that and have to deal with that. No. So my thing is, I'll just do like the phone. We'll do a live, and you can just watch us record. Yeah, and see, we can do know, that. Just a little something, sure. Because I bought a little stand and everything, all fancy and everything. Not fancy. Really. Yeah, it's like five bucks. Anyway, <laughs> that's in the budget. Believe it or not, awesome. Our budget. Which um, stay tuned. We actually might believe it or not. Why, why I've been putting breaks? Which people are wondering. Why do you put a break when it's just music, real quick, and then you're done? We really don't have anything during the break. Well, that might be changing. That could be changing real soon. It's stuff I'm in talks with. Almost got it ironed out. There are people talking to our people. Yeah, basically me not filling out forms. Got so <laughs> once I fill that out, we'll red be good tape, to go. baby, red tape. Yeah, we'll be good. So until next time, let's go blues. Go blues. <laughs>